This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Just for a fishing report and also to find out about a choice for a theme song for his fishing reports. Captain Mike, how you doing this morning? Oh, we do not have Captain Mike. Okay, well, let's, uh, let me know when you got him on. And we'll get his report in. I got some selections here coming in on our text line at 504-260-1870. The theme song from Andy Griffin TV show with a whistling. That song is called The Fishing Hole. And you hear it a little bit. We use it as some of our rejoin music. I've been using it for years and years. And, yep, that's an old favorite with Andy and Opie going down to the fishing hole. Uh, we also have one that says Captain Gallo is experienced in his trade. And should use the song Family Tradition. Uh, that's a, not a bad choice. We'll put that one down. Uh, another one says, from the incredible Mr. Limpet, I Wish I Was a Fish. Uh, the incredible Mr. Limpet is a uh, pretty old movie. Uh, Don Knotts, who was, coincidentally, uh, Andy Griffin's deputy on Andy of Mayberry, Barney Fife, he played uh, a man who actually became a fish. So there's a choice there. And then we have a, a, a unique suggestion. Seth Lecoq wrote the theme to Bayou Wild TV, asking to compose a song for Captain Mike Gallo. That might be an option. Totally new song, maybe. All right. If you've got a selection, we'd love to hear it. 504-260-1870. That's the text line that we use. And uh, we have uh, Captain Mike joining us now. Captain Mike, you there? Yes, sir. I'm here. Hey, Hey, good to hear from you, Captain Mike. Look, I got all kind of people suggesting theme song music from you, so I need to find out from you, do you want to make your own selection from these choices, or do you want us to have them all kind of vote on it and select the one out of the top four or five? Oh, I think everybody can vote on them. First, I got to tell you, Don, it's an honor just to go through this process. It's an honor to be a... It's an honor to be a member of your field staff. Um, so I'm having fun with it just like you are. I heard some of the suggestions, and um, some of them make me chuckle, and some of them make me think. So, um, so I, yeah. let, you know, let your listeners, let your listeners uh, come up with a top five, and maybe we'll go from there. Yeah, we'll do that. I'll, I'll let you know what they are, and uh, then we'll get them maybe in a week or so. Maybe next week we'll do it, have them. Cast their vote, and whoever gets the most in will we'll make that your theme song, unless you've got a choice of your own, but either way, we can do it. <laughs> well, um, tell us what's been going on over there. You know, we got mixed reports. Uh, Robbie said the last few days over at the Shell Beach area down in uh, lower St. Bernard has been kind of tough. 
And then Kirk said they've had a real good week on Trout. And uh, Daryl said they've had a kind of so-so, hit-and-miss kind of thing over in Grand Isle. What's happened in your neck of the woods? Well, I heard uh, Robbie's report. I like to I like to listen to Robbie's report. He's kind of on the southern end of Lake Bourne. I'm kind of fishing the more central northern end of it. I didn't get to fish early in the week with the bad weather that we had. Um, but I did, I did have five boats go out yesterday, and it seems like mixed – is a, is an accurate description. Uh, I went over to the Biloxi Marsh, and I fished on the eastern exterior portion of the marsh, and we fished shrimp under a cork and plastics. We did have to work for our redfish, but we were able to catch a limit. I did have another boat run down towards the south end of Lake Bourne, fish live shrimp, and caught over 50 trout. That was uh, Captain Chris Roberts. Had a good day with speckled trout. Captain Justin headed over to the marsh in a similar area to where I was. He fished shrimp under a cork. He caught his limit of redfish. My other two boats, they struggled on redfish. One had a trolling motor problem, and I think that hampered him quite a bit. The other one stayed along the south shore of Lake Bourne, ended up with a handful of bass and a few redfish. Um, so kind of mixed for us as well. Uh, today we're going to head back across Lake Bourne and fish the exterior of the Biloxi Marsh and hunt some redfish. Any signs of those uh, white trout showing up in your area that gets so plentiful this time of year? I usually associate these hot, hot dog days uh, coming up with, with a lot of white trout mixed in with the specks and the reds. I haven't seen any as of yet and only caught one so far this year in the, in the trout trips that I've made. But I do, Captain Jim is fishing by the LNN Bridge. hope that's not giving away his uh, location. But anyway, I'll be in contact with him this afternoon, and we'll see how he's doing because I know he's trout fishing. Any special advice you can give people fishing on a day where we're expecting light westerly winds and about a little better than a half a foot tide range? What are some of the, the scenarios they, that you would try to catch fish, either trout or reds? Well, first thing in the morning, I'm going to, like I say, cut across Lake Bourne, fish those exterior, exterior bays, and as it gets later in the day, I'll move into bayous. As that water heats up, those fish will get into bayous where you do have some current, and I'll, that's where I'll spend the second half of my day. So if I'm able to catch what I need in the, bay, in the uh, bays, I'll stay there. But as the water temperature gets warm, I really watch my temperature gauge quite a bit. Uh, this time of year, when it starts getting around 86, I'll start moving into the bayous and fish the deeper turns. I don't want to go deep in the marsh. I still want to stay close to the exterior of the marsh and just find a deep bayou, such as Bayou Biloxi itself or Bayou Grande, one of the main bayous going in. Micah, I've had a couple of people looking for manatee reports. Uh, they show up this time of the year, Lake Catherine, Wrigley's, Lake Bourne, Lake Pontchartrain. I even got one report of one being spotted as far west as the lighthouse over there by Manchester. Have you seen or heard about any manatees? Because that's something people want to go see, even if they're not fishing. They just want to take a boat ride and spot one of those rare and unique creatures that visit us uh, temporarily. Right. I have not seen one. I have heard of one being in Lake Catherine, but I want to say that was three weeks ago. So it's been it's been a while. Yeah, they hang around for a while, and 
they munch on that grass, and then as soon as the temperature starts dropping, we get a little bit later in the fall, they head back over to Florida from, from where they came. But you need to be on the lookout for them because there's a real problem with them, you know, propellers. that They're not very mobile, and a lot of times uh, people don't realize it, and before you know it, they're running on top of them. So you need to keep an eye out on them. And a lot of people really hope to just see them. You know, it's an added little bonus to your trip. Mike, uh, thanks a lot for the trip. Uh, I mean, the support. Thanks for the trip we had a couple of weeks ago, too. And tell people how to get a hold of you besides my website, which we got you there. But give the telephone number and your website if they want to find out about availability. Very simple. You can find me at aaofla.com. I'm on Facebook at Angling Adventures of Louisiana. Or you can call us at 985-781-7811. And you're soon to have a new theme song. We'll talk more about that next week. Thanks for the report, Captain Mike. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Thank you, Don. We'll talk to you then. All righty. Captain Mike Gallo, his reports, by the way, are brought to you by CETO. And we were talking about CETO, Captain Chris Orfanello. You know, there's a lot of problem areas in Louisiana, particularly, you know, it's just kind of strange to have West Wind this time of the year. And as Robbie was saying, and, I, and of course, it's a result of loss of wetlands, uh, that water runs out of there very fast, and we've almost got some winter tides. So there's some areas that you got to really be careful. If you do happen to have a problem, you got stuck on a mudflat or sandbar, your electrical system goes down, your battery craps out, or you uh, run out of fuel. If you need a tow-in, jump start, whatever it takes to get you back in, CETO is the guys that do it. You can get on them. Uh, just call at 504-301-4545. Or you can visit their website and sign up in that fashion at CETO.com. It's peace of mind, 179 bucks for a whole year, and it's renewable thereafter. All right, coming back after this, more fishing reports, more text messages, more of that stuff you and I love to talk about on Saturday mornings on The Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. Hey, you see, that's a perfect theme song for our paddler's report, Stroking, and we're trying to find the perfect matchup for Captain Mike Gallo. Please help us out. Text us your choice for his theme song, 504 504- Two six zero one eight seven. I think what we have decided to do, we'll eliminate it. We'll narrow it down to maybe the top five, and next week we'll let you cast your vote on it. We'll make a selection for Captain Mike. By the way, this paddler's report with the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club is a presentation of Massey's Outfitters. They're in mid-city of New Orleans. They're in Covington. They're in Baton Rouge with some of the best kayak fishing models from brands like Hobie, Jackson Kayak, and Native Watercraft. Visit the website. That's MasseyOutfitters.com. You can also check them out on Facebook. Our two reporters with the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club is Captain Eric Mohabarak and Brendan Bayard. Brendan joins us now. Brendan, where you been paddling around or pedaling around? Oh, uh, over in Grand Isle when I got back. But uh, before that, I was over in Fort Morgan for a, a week and uh, got to see some species that I don't usually see too often. Uh, caught some really nice red snapper. Uh, some of the biggest ones I've caught in years. I think I had one that was almost 20 pounds. Uh, oh. So, saw some people catch uh, some tarpon. I wasn't lucky enough to catch one, but uh, they got tarpon from anywhere from 20 pounds to 120 pounds roaming the beach right past the breakers. People are really enjoying that right now. I think people are taking off uh, every morning of work for an hour just to go and try for the first couple of hours every day the kayak community over that way because this only lasts for about you know three weeks a year but it's like tarpon bonanza down that way along the coast uh and also i saw a really big speckled trout uh 
where me and my son were fishing on Friday, the guy down the way from us caught a 31-inch speckled trout. So it doesn't happen very often. <laughs> no. Did he put it, it on a scale? Nice uh, I didn't. I didn't think that uh, he uh, he weighed it, but it was uh, you know uh, a long fish <laughs> for sure. Was it a, a, a female? Did it have a big belly full of eggs? Uh, a female, or you think it was a male? Generally, um, this time of year, don't... it yeah, it just looked like a you know a empty female to me. Uh-huh, but, uh-huh. I tell you what, a fish uh, that length, full of eggs, doing a prime of the spawn, that fish is going to go twelve pounds or better. <laughs> yeah, he caught uh he caught that on a uh, a real natural looking plastic just uh, you know, fishing in some pretty clear backwater area over there in Alabama. Uh I I mean, you got to figure the guy's been uh been fishing his whole life to catch a fish like that and he was awfully excited when he caught it. <laughs> Uh, understandable. Brendan, you mentioned catching snapper. We really can't do that with kayaks unless you get towed out to the Gulf and fish the rigs. They don't really have a lot of rigs out that way. How do you rig up and how do you fish snapper? Because that deep water is fairly enclosed and you can't get to them. And you said you caught one nearly 20 pounds. What would you say to someone that's uh, got a kayak, experienced in it, but never fished snapper? How would they set up and fish? Well, there's two kind of structures that people uh, are, and I say structures in quotes over there. Um, you know, they have public marked coops and uh, kind of bottom structures like boats and, and rigs and stuff out there that they've they've have marked on a, a public spot. And there's maps of all these places that you can get uh, their public resources where they basically have marked bottom spots of all these kind of public reefs and, and deposits on the bottom, and you can go fish those. But a lot of times, if you just leave your depth finder on, on the paddle out, you'll cross so many good little places that I like to call live bottom that you'll uh, you'll just, you know, for whatever reason, there might be a bunch of grass down there. There might be a bunch of, uh, you know, sediments that are a little bit different, but they, for whatever reason, they hold a lot of bait fish, and, and you'll see the fish on top of those bait fish. And those are the areas I like to fish because they're not necessarily – uh, a rig that a snapper could pull you into and break you off as a kayak you don't have as much uh you know i guess uh torque to to pull against as you do standing on a boat so a lot of times i'll try to fish those live bottom spots i'll also like to fish with uh kind of uh i, I basically use my tarpon gear to fish with them it's not a uh it's a basically a heavy spinning rod and uh, it, it, it's not as strong as most people would fish with for snapper, but the light line presentation along with fishing spots that snapper cannot pull you into structure, I think it's a real nice uh, way to fight them. Um, you get a lot, a lot more bites, in my opinion, but you have to fish a place where they can't run uh, and break you off. So, you know, you fish a live place on the bottom, they can run around down there. They can't uh, hit anything that will break off your line. You just fight them a little bit longer, get them up, pray it's a nice one. Good tip. Brendan, uh, anything else before you go? Uh, on August 1st, we have uh, the Lafayette Kayak Fishing Club is uh, hosting uh, the Slamboree Tournament down in uh, Leeville. That's going to be at Topwater Marina. This is uh, the first attempt to get back to a regular weigh-in, I believe. So 
with coronavirus, you know, I, I encourage everybody to wear their mask, bring their, their alcohol spray, take all this serious, you know, not, if not for your sake, for everybody else's sake. But, uh, you know, it's uh, getting back into the swing of regular things. You know, I, I still think the uh, catch photo release stuff is good. But, um, you know, if you if you take the right precautions, I don't see the problem with uh, a momentary get together for a weigh in you know, weigh your fish and then go about your business separately. So uh, that's going to be August 1st down in, in Leeville, and that's going to be open to all the uh, typical LA1 boundary for a slam tournament. That, uh, you can register for that stuff on the Lafayette Kayak Fishing Club website, and then uh, hopefully we'll get back to some of our other Bayou Coast uh, events later, uh, later on this year too as well. Hopefully we will. About time we do. Thanks for the report and the good info, Brandon. We really appreciate it. Take care. All right, thanks, Don. Bye. All right, Brendan Bayard, one of our two field reporters. Next week you'll be hearing from Eric Mahabarak. All right, right after this, it's bad boy time. Going to update you on a bad boy alumnus that we had, Kenan Constantine. He's changed the court date, but only one day. We'll tell you all about that case and also tell you about six new inductees to the bad boys of the outdoors. Yep, they didn't heed the warning last week. We'll tell you this crime and tell you that time right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, just got an update from Robbie Campo. Uh, bait and still good supply down at Campo's Marina in Shell Beach. If you're headed down that way, you can fix you up with some live shrimp. All right, also got a couple of texts in with regard to Mike Gallo theme song. Uh, this one says, uh, the song Calypso from John Denver. That's James and Ocean Springs made that suggestion. And then I got this one in. It says, Jeff Rogers from Cajun Encounters Swamp Tours is a talented songwriter and a musician who will perform live on the Don Dubuque Show. So I didn't know that about Jeff. When you all see him, tell him, uh, why is he keeping that talent such a secret? Maybe we can get him to write and produce a song for Captain Mike. All right, send your suggestions in at 504 260 1870, that's our text line. All right, I want to tell you about a, a, a bad boy alumni, Kenan A. Constantine. He and a juvenile who was unnamed, uh, if you recall, over two years ago, out fishing, had a 22 rifle, decided for no reason, wasn't a mistake hunting or anything, he wasn't looking for food, for subsistence. He shot two whooping cranes, that's what he's been charged with. Uh, for two years, he's been denying it. I think the juvie probably sold him out. He also, not the brightest guy, he sent out a Snapchat photo of the whooping crane that he had shot. They found it. He cut the leg off to get the transmitter and threw it in the in the, the crawfish pond in a ditch and evidently was, was charged with it. Uh, he has changed his mind, and now he's going to plead guilty to a misdemeanor violation of the Lacey Act, which is transporting an endangered species uh, and, and, and taken illegally. Uh, if you recall, the last case that we had, and the whole story is on my website at DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. Gilvin Oakwin killed a, a whooping crane, and Judge Carol Whitehurst presided over his case. Here's what he got. No fine, no jail time, two years probation, whatever that is, and 120 hours of community service. That's the total of what he got. Uh, we got the same prosecutor in the Ken and Constantine take case but a different judge this time. He will go before Judge Patrick J. Hanna in Lafayette. The date of this trial has been moved now to the 30th, July 30th at 10 a.m. If you're interested in it, uh, if you want to know how you can get the Zoom call information to zoom in on it and watch it, if you don't want to go in person, I can give that to you. I can tell you this, for pleading guilty to that, 
Uh, here's what is possible for a Lacey Act violation. Up to a year in prison, up to $100,000 in fine, and community service hours. Here is what the International Crane Foundation is recommending to the judge to give his sentence. No less than 30 days in jail, no less than a $93,700 fine, which would go to conservation organizations for raising and releasing Louisiana whooping cranes, five years probation during which no hunting or fishing licenses will be allowed, and no less than 200 hours of community service. If he doesn't go to jail, then they'll recommend 300 hours. Good luck on that. But we'll see what the judge does. Again, it's going to be 10 o'clock Thursday morning. We'll have a full report and let you know what the outcome of the trial of pleading guilty of Kenan A. Constantine, one of our bad boys. Right after this quick station identification, pause and tell you about six new inductees to the Bad Boy Hall of Fame. We're back with their story. They didn't have a very good Fourth of July weekend. We'll tell you why right after we let our local stations tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Despite this radio show passing along a warning that Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Enforcement Agents and those in other states would be operating under Operation Dry Water and that they'd be focusing on boating DWIs, they still arrested six boaters who didn't get the hint. Statewide for alleged driving or operating a vessel while intoxicated between Friday, July 3rd and Sunday, July 5th. Consequently, if convicted of DWI on the water, facing loss of their driver's licenses and boating privileges for a time to be specified by their judge, also for each offense of operating a vehicle or vessel while intoxicated, those will count towards a total number of DWI crimes, whether they're on the water or on the road. And first offense, plus fines of up to $300 to $1,000 and up to six months in jail. Our 24-year-old Marcus C. Moke of Bogachetta, Mississippi, he was on the Black River in Concordia Parish. 27-year-old Cody Parker of Gilbert on Lake Bruin in Tensaw Parish. 48-year-old Kevin Goody of Greenwell Springs on Four Mile Bayou in St. Martin Parish. 47-year-old Rory J. Loop of Port Allen on Four Mile Bayou in Assumption Parish. 22-year-old Joseph Cole of Trout on Caney Lake in Jackson Parish. And 31-year-old John Broussard of Lake Charles in Calcasieu Parish, today's bad boys of the outdoors. All right, right after this, uh, we get another fishing report. This one in Plaquemines Parish. Captain Ryan Lambert been keeping his eye on that Mississippi River. It's down below 9 now, but it looks like it's got a steady rise. We'll find out how the fishing's been there. And for the listener in Myrtle Grove, I'll get a west side report of the Mississippi River for you. Right after this time out on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And the plastic man we call him, Captain Ryan Lambert of Cajun Fishing Adventures, located down near the tip of the boot in Buras, Louisiana. Good morning, Captain Ryan. And if you would, give us, start us off with a, a west side of the river fishing report. Somebody wanted to know about Myrtle Grove, you know, areas uh, that far west and, and possibly uh, Buras, Empire, Port Salt for those areas there. What's going on? Well, good morning, first of all. <laughs> we, we've had a, a west wind for six days now. So the west side is not a very good deal. Plus, this is the last day of the tide. The tide's going to flip the next two days. Those fish have moved further east due to the fact the river's falling down so much. So so the 
Lake Washington and all those fish that have, were congregated there because of the high river, those fish, for the most part, have moved out of there and moved a little bit further east. So if you could, you'd have to get along the beach because the heat of the day now is so hot that those fish, they're like a lot of moving water, so the surf is good. But the west wind, you can't fish the surf. So so much goes into just saying, I'm going to go to the east, I'm going to go to the west. I mean, the, the, you really got to look at a lot, a lot of variables in order to make that happen. And, and today is not going to be a good day for that. Good. Glad to let them know that. What about the east side? What's going on over there? All right. <laughs> More variables. Now, all <laughs> week long, we were spanking the fish. I mean, spanking them. I went one day and I, I had uh, Kevin Ford and C-Mac and, and we all three did throw in three different plastics, and we hammered some really nice trout. They, I don't think they were hammers, but they was they was 15, 16 inches, you know. They were close to being those thumpers, but uh, we had a good time with that. Caught a bunch of reds, but that west wind, again, as the as the tide wanes and gets weaker and weaker because, you know, the crescendo was, you know, a week ago, and now it's coming down to the flip-up. The west wind will not let the incoming tide push against it. So the tide stays low and it won't come in. So it makes the fishing very difficult because those fish can't come up on the points and up in, you know, around the grass beds, the banks. They they stay off quite a bit and they they just sit there and, you know, they don't really bite and and you get a little algae bloom because the water's not moving. So, so again, so much goes into it. But we had a great week until, until you know, it got a little, got a little weird with this uh, west wind and no tide uh, yesterday, and, and it's going to probably be tough today, too. How'd you find those fish? Were they under birds, or did you see bait moving no. or tide lines? I, I was actually, I was, I was running to an island, and I could see a tide line, and I could see the mullet. We have mullet showed up for miles and miles, just sharks and bull reds and jacks blowing through them. And I saw a tide line. And I, I ran over there, and the mullet were there, and first cast, bang! And then we started two, three at the time. And them, it was it was a bite like I had seen in a little while. I, mean, I really enjoyed it, as you well know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you hate that when it happens like that. Let's talk about the uh, river. The Mississippi River can be our friend because of what it brings. It can also be our enemy when it stays up high. Eight two is what I've got, and a little tendency to rise. What's the impact of the river? It's going to rise almost to nine foot or two nine foot by the 16th, and then it's going to fall out again. It hit seven five, and when it did so, the place went crazy, which it is just on cue. That's how it's supposed to win. When it gets about seven, the bait comes in, the pogies, the mullet, and the fish come with it. So it's going to rise to about nine nine two by the 16th, and then start falling out, and then Beerus will be on fire. I mean, it's uh, it's fun to watch. I didn't see that much mullet since the oil spill. I mean, we had miles and miles of mullet. I mean, it was beautiful. Bull sharks blowing up through them. Uh, it was good to see that much life. I mean, it's perfect. And and again, the islands way on the outside will be good. The the rigs will be good. You know, and it might be better to go fish a rig or something if if it's not too windy because if you depending on the tide to bring them to points and stuff, that's not going to happen. But they, they like the rigs for the structure because there's no other structure around. So that might be your best bet this weekend, fishing rigs and, and such. Sounds like a good plan. CajunFishingAdventures.com is the website. Give us a telephone number, Ryan. Sounds like in a couple of weeks stuff is really going to take off and good time to get right. people out fishing. Yeah, it's going to be fabulous. They can call me direct at 504 
559-5111. And very, be very careful. We have land masses three miles off the river because the river was so high and delivered so much sediment this year that you really have to be careful with that river going if you're going to run down there. Just look for your, your channels and stay to it. Very good advice. Thanks, Ryan. Keep chunking the plastic, my friend. We'll catch up with you next week. Will do. You have a great weekend, buddy. All righty. Ryan Lambert, Cajun Fishing Adventures. Coming up next, Chris LeCock is going to join us. He is the producer of our Bayou Wild TV show. We're going to tell you what we were doing this week out having an a Easter egg hunt in the marsh and also about the upcoming episodes as we begin Season 5 of Bayou Wild TV on August 6th. Back with Chris right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. If you have been following Bayou Wild TV on Facebook, uh, you might have noticed this week uh, some photographs of myself and Chris LeCock along with uh, Barry Walls of uh, the Walls Alligator Farm in an airboat out doing an egg collection, alligator eggs. And this is one of the main reasons why we have so many alligators in Louisiana. It's the uh, program where they fly out in helicopter. Chris has already been up there and shot that. They locate the gator nest, mark them on a GPS, relay that to airboats who go directly to the nest, remove the eggs, bring them back to the farm, incubate them, hatch them, when those alligators get to a size where they're beyond predation for the most part, they're released back into the wild. This has created what has now become really an excess of alligators. Uh, hopefully we can figure out a way to, to get more out of it, especially on the recreational end, and maybe extend that season. It's been extended, but they extended it into the fall, which isn't nearly as productive because uh, once that cold first cold snap hits, boom, alligators kind of go uh, into not hibernation, but they go into a state where they really don't feed, and they're much, much harder to trap. Anyway, that's going to be one of the upcoming episodes on Bayou Wild TV. We've got a brand-new Season 5 that will be kicking off on August the 6th. And joining us to kind of preview the month of August as we begin that Season 5 is the producer of the show, Chris LeCock. Chris, did you reach your destination yet? I'm about halfway to my destination right now. I'm in Daphne, Alabama. And uh, the end destination is St. George Island, Florida, which is near Apalachicola. So we still have a little ways to go. Yep, well, you're traveling in some good country then. you got a good early start. Chris, let's start with August 6th, uh, episode 88, a hop, skip, and a yell to Cajun country. What are people going to be seeing on that program? Uh, well, like you mentioned uh, just, just a few minutes ago about following our Facebook page, and we shared some pictures just a couple weeks ago with uh, Barry Toops and Crawfish Haven and Kaplan and our now outgoing Miss Louisiana for 2019, Megan Cruz, who you've seen on Bayou All before. And we introduced her to catching frogs with her hand in Kaplan. And it was, uh, let's say she did a lot, she did a lot more screaming and yelling <laughs> than uh, she did excitement. Whenever she caught that bull red fish, we this year, so it's definitely going to be an entertaining show. Yeah, she supplied us with a lot of bloopers, and we also have a no bull frog leg recipe from John Fulst that Martha Spencer and Miss Louisiana collaborated on, and that's going to be real good. That show was shot in Rain, Louisiana, Louisiana frog capital of the world, and we've got a little bit more about that town for you. August thirteenth, the following week, uh, this one's going to be titled "Camera Worthy Craftsmanship." What's that one about? Well, as we've done. Uh, here and there throughout the last couple of seasons, we touch on more of kind of the artistic side of the outdoors. And uh, we got two stories of two pretty talented individuals. One of them, uh, Alan Stein, who's a guy right there from uh, 
Mandeville, Madisonville area, who is a world champion decoy carver, and his work is incredible. And uh, we got him to do a demonstration and tell us the history about decoy carving. And then the other half of that show is going to be a, a young guy, 19-year-old guy from Laranger named Kay Jenkins, who, if you watch uh, History Channel, he was on a TV show called Forge and Fire. He makes custom handmade knives. And uh, he made us a, a skinning knife, hunting skinning knife. Uh, and uh, it was pretty amazing to watch him forge like a blacksmith the old-fashioned way and make a knife from a – so he actually used a leaf spoon from a truck and made a knife out on it. And you would once it's done, you wouldn't know it's just reused metal, reused steel. Yeah, fascinating craftsmanship. And, of course, John Foltz is back with us. If you happen to have some quail put away from last season, you won't want to miss that episode 89. Then we've got No Boat, No Problem on the third week in August. What are people going to see there? Well, this is something that, uh, you know, we always get people that send us emails and want to know how they can go fishing. They might not necessarily be too familiar with it, like a lot of people in Louisiana are. They might not own a boat. So we're going to explore, first off, fishing through the surf on Edwards Island, which you can access just by car and by foot. You don't need a boat to fish in the surf on Edwards Island. And uh, when the conditions and the time of the year is right, fishing can be really good. So uh, you and I actually made a trip out there with a group of guys and showed, talked about the fishing on Edwards Island. And we'll also explore sort of a little bit of the uh, conservation aspect of that island. It was you know, it's a uh, conservation story. It was rebuilt um, several years ago, completed almost a week to nothing, and it's been rebuilt to make it still available for people to use and people to fish on. And then the other side of that was you and Captain Mike Gallo took a group of anglers out that had, they were rookies to fishing. And so that's the other point of the no boat, no problem. Is if you don't have a boat, go with a guide and let a guide teach you and the things that you can learn and the things that you'll experience. And uh, that's kind of what that episode will be about. Yep. And uh, the female of the crew, Martha, was in the kitchen where she belongs. I hope she heard that. <laughs> and it'll be Bang Bang Shrimp, which was a knockout recipe. I love that dish. You'll see that one. Then finally, we'll close out August with an escape to Hackberry. Everything about Hackberry. Uh, tell us more about that. Well, you and I traveled to Hackberry. Uh, to Hackberry to the southwestern part of the state. I guess it's a little over a month ago now whenever we filmed that one. And uh, we've done hunting out there. You've seen duck hunting on a previous episode of Bayou Wild TV, but this is our first time doing some fishing out there on Bayou Wild TV. I know you've been out there, and I've been out there before for different things. But uh, So we explored the southwest. We explored some of the history of that area. The Creole Trail, it's a vast road, and it's some pretty good fishing going on around there, too. So it's going to yeah. be a, a fun August. Uh, yes, indeed. It's going to be a fun, a fun season five, and we've got a lot more stuff. We've been real busy getting next stuff for uh, season five, and that's just a short preview. You can find us on BayouWildTV.com. Thanks for the update, Chris. You and Dean and Emma and Amanda have a great vacation, and we'll see you when you get back. All righty. Thanks, Don. And we'll be back next week with another edition of The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.